0: Oh, it's getting a little bit dicey, Josh. Getting a little bit dicey in the Big 12 baseball tournament. It's one nothing, Kansas State. The bases are loaded. Right as we went to break, the uh, Kansas State hitter popped foul down the first baseline. Uh, popped out foul down the first baseline. So bases loaded, one out. But, but, Texas has had to go to the pin in the middle of a 3-0 count because it looks like their lefty got hurt. He got hurt. So an interesting development in the Texas-Kansas State college baseball game. Uh, yes, there's a lot of updates on this game because, Josh, I uh, we never get a live sporting event during the show. I don't know what to do with myself. This is fantastic. We had it last week with the regional play. We have it today with the Big 12 baseball tournament. OU will play tonight at 7:30. Seven o'clock pregame, seven-ish, right? Pregame show. Well, I guess we start at seven o'clock with pregame show, regardless, right? Is that true? No one text us anything if it's not true, and we'll just go with it. There you I go. think I think we have to go at seven regardless. At least that's what I'm told every single time I ask if I can move a start time on softball. So, we shall see. But 7.30 tonight for Oklahoma and Texas Tech. Anything else that's currently ongoing that we need to address before we hit the top five stories of the day?
1: Uh, Not that I'm aware of. I think it's time to to share the top five with the people.
0: Two-zip Kansas State. All right, Josh. You're getting close to hitting the over here. Uh, We're at Cavens, Cavens Group. On a Thursday, 405-573-3048. Probably didn't spend enough time telling you about them an hour or two. But in emergency remediation business, that's what they do, emergency remediation. First call when the fire truck arrives or leaves. First call when the pipes break. First call when the building floods. First call when you see mold growth. Probably the second call for now, vehicle hits your building. Emergency services 24-7, 365. That's Cavens and Screap. All right, let's go. Top five stories of the day.
1: It's time for the top five stories of the day.
0: Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play.
1: Let's go, man.
0: Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Don't forget they got a great OTB upstairs as well. Newcastlecasino.com. Happy hour, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. All right, let's go. Um, Big story. Number five. Number five. What a dramatic night last night in the National Hockey League playoffs. It was tight. They were headed down the stretch. The Panthers trying to eliminate the Carolina Hurricanes, trying to get it done in just four games and about as close to a walk-off as you're going to get in hockey.
2: Farcom right circle down to the goal line. Kachuk in first shot. He scores!
0: he scores! He scores! He scores! Matthew Kachuk a power play goal. It's four three Panthers with four point three seconds to go in regulation time. The Panthers take a four three lead in the waiting seconds. A power play goal for Matthew Kachuk. Pretty cool moment, right? All that was left was the final call. Puck rolls over. The Panthers line down
2: to our right. The final seconds tick away. This one's over. The Florida Panthers are going to the Stanley Cup Final. The Panthers are Eastern Conference champions.
0: They sweep the series in four. A 4-3 win. Late game heroics from Matthew Kachuk. I think I saw a note last night ESPN stats and info that because everyone loves all the ESPN stats and probabilities, right? But uh they spent the least amount of time in the playoffs like percentage of days that they were in the playoffs was the uh was the least since I think they started keeping the stats. Here's a couple of other Hockey notes for you. Matthew Kachuk's goal, that the the first highlight that you heard, came at the 1955 mark of the third period. It is the latest game-winning goal in regulation to clinch a series. The Panthers are the sixth team in NHL history to sweep a best-of-seven series with a one-goal win, and they become the third team in NHL history to eliminate Three of the NHL's top four teams in the same postseason, joining the 1969, nice, Canadians and the 1980 Islanders. Meanwhile, Josh, your Golden Knights tonight are one went away from reaching the cup finals for the second time in franchise history. Vegas would be the third franchise in the expansion era to reach the finals multiple times within its first six NHL
1: seasons. Not too shabby, huh? Not too shabby. A couple of overtime wins, and then it got lopsided in game three. So we'll see if they can finish off the sweep tonight. How about that for Kachuk? A game winner to make it 4-3 to three with 4.3 seconds left.
0: Mm. Awesome. I, I About as close as you're going to get to a walk-off in hockey. Pretty cool.
1: Well, it's just unusual that it was made to score 4-3 to three with 4.3 seconds left. Oh, I didn't even think
0: about that. Holy smokes, I didn't even think about that. I was actually, I wasn't watching it. I was on Twitter.com, and I saw y'all lose your mind. It's kind of the way that I experienced it. Then I had to go find it and watch the replay. I was angry because the Kansas State TCU baseball game was on. I couldn't get over that last night, Josh. By the way, uh, speaking of baseball, Congratulations, Josh. For now, you hit the over. That's right. Kansas has put three runs on the board in the top of the seventh inning. The bases are still loaded. It's 4 nothing Kansas State as they look to eliminate Texas from the Big 12 baseball tournament and stay alive. Stay alive for a lot of things here, right? Kansas State's trying to stay alive to keep their postseason hopes alive, but we'll get more for the Big 12 tournament coming up. In big story number one. Anything else you want to add on your Golden Knights tonight or on hockey, making its debut in the playoffs in the top five stories of the day?
1: Just can't wait. I will be dialed in. Nice. All
0: right, big story number four. Number four. By the way, underrated great laugh, Jessica L. Anytime she starts cracking up here at Caven's, it cracks me up.
1: Yeah, something funny just (laughs) happened.
0: (laughs) Definitely did not involve me. All right, big story number four. Uh, I got a lot of little NFL tidbits. Okay, we, we were planning on talking about this a little bit during the break. Patrick Mahomes was asked about his contract. I thought he had two really, really cool takes because, you know, here's a guy that doesn't – no nobody – hold on, proper English here. There isn't a single person on this planet that doesn't care about money. You, you, you need it, right? I love though. I don't care about money. Okay, try living without it. It's not very fun. Trust me. I've got it. <laughs> So when people like, Patrick Mahomes doesn't care about the money. No, no, he cares about the money, but...
1: I've always said I I worry about legacy and winning rings more than making money at this moment. But uh, I know we keep communication. We see what's going on on around the league. Um, But at the same time, I'll never do anything that's going to hurt us from keeping the great players around me. So it's kind of teetering around that line. And you just want to do whatever to not hurt other quarterbacks whenever they their contracts come up. You want to kind of keep the the bar pushing. So it's not about being the highest paid guy. It's not about making a ton of money. I'm I've made enough money where I'll be set for the rest of my life. But at the same time, you got to find that line where you're making a good amount of money, but you're still keeping a lot of great players around you. So you can win these super bowls and you're able to compete in these games.
0: I think two, two fold there. Right. I think, in like a non-football sense, Josh, I think those are two of the coolest things I've heard from Patrick Mahomes. And I know this is deep and this might be nerdy, so make fun of me. That's fine. But number one, never going to take too much money to where it completely and totally hamstrings his team from keeping the players they need to be successful, right? But also in that same vein... Not have it at a point where it hurts other quarterbacks. Where, let's say, who's the next big quarterback negotiation? Joe Burrow? Justin Herbert? You know, maybe we'll use Burrow as the example here. But to where Patrick Mahomes' contract is used against Joe Burrow. It's like, hey, man, Mahomes is doing this, and it's significantly less – and if you care about winning, which which Patrick does, but he also doesn't want to be that guy that's bringing down the quarterback market. I thought at least that's the way I took it. I thought it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that is cool. And that that's unique. I don't I'm trying to think of uh, another instance where we've heard a star say something like that.
0: You know, Brady Brady would always take the team-friendly deals. Sure. But In the same vein, it's not like he cared about the quarterback market.
1: No, he (laughs) cared about about the Patriots winning, which is, is honorable and should be commended, no doubt.
0: And you hear that same thing from Mahomes where he's like, hey, I care about my team winning, and I want that. I also don't want to be the guy that's taking minimum wage for doing a job where I'm, you know, worth much more than that, and it's being held against everyone else. So I thought that was cool. Lamar Jackson was, which is wild to me, Lamar Jackson was asked why he's showing up to OTAs. So back in the day, it used to be, hey, why aren't you here? Now it's, Lamar, why are you at OTAs right now?
2: new offense. You know, I had, had to get that down, packed, um, before the season rolled in, because the season's getting there. Um, even though i got a couple months left, but still, just wanted to learn a new offense and give it my guys.
0: Can't argue with that. Derek Carr spoke for the first time as a member of the Saints.
2: Wanted to be a part of, you know, this organization, uh, the family dynamic, the togetherness that they build every single day that you see from the top down. Um, you know, that's special. You know, and you know, that's that just didn't happen overnight. You know, that's years of work. And so, you know, the foundation and the culture is already laid. I just got to come in and be me, and I, I've just been a fly on the wall. You know, uh, you know, being encouraging and being a leader and doing those things when I need to be and saying something when I need to say something. But I've honestly just enjoyed my time, just getting to be me again. And, uh, you know, I think um, being in this building has been a, you know, it's been a, you know, it's rejuvenated me, you know. It's been a breath of fresh air for me, you know. Um, you know, you never wanted to, I never wanted to leave, you know, Las Vegas, never wanted to. Um, but life had different circumstances. But when I walked in this building after the last couple of months, I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm here.
0: <laughs> I th- I, I'm happy for Derek. I really, truly am. It breaks my heart, man. You know me. I love him to death. I wish he was still a Raider. But, you know, that's a guy that's been living in dysfunction from day one of his career, right? Absolutely living in dysfunction. And now he finally has the opportunity to go out and just be a part of a team. So you love you love to see it. You love to see it. At least, at least I, I love to see it for him. One more thing. One more football thing here for you, Josh. One more NFL thing. Andy Reid had a take. Now, if you missed it, the NFL has adopted the college rule on kickoffs, which means you can call for a fair catch on a kickoff inside the 25-yard line, and you're going to get the ball at the 25-yard line. Here's what Andy Reid said. I don't
1: know. We'll have to go through all that. I've, I, my thing is, where does it stop, right? So you start taking pieces, and, uh, you know, we'll see how this goes. But you don't want to take too many pieces away or you be playing flag football. Don't take too many
0: pieces away, Josh. You'll be playing flag football.
1: I think a lot of people agree with that. They, you know, the special teams portion of the game. You you want to be mindful and cognizant of ways that you can lower the risk, minimize some hits. But at the same time, football's it's a it's a dangerous, punishing game with violence and people like that. I mean, that's why people enjoy it. And special Mm -hmm. teams is a big uh, phase of the game. Absolutely.
0: All right, uh, I'm sorry. We spent a lot of time on five and four hockey and NFL, so let's get to big story number three. Number three. Um, Boston keep things alive. Does our man Quinn get to continue to be a happy Celtics fan, or is it game over tonight in Boston?
1: I think it's shifting back to Miami. I think Boston's winning tonight. I think you're right.
0: I think you're right. Uh, Meanwhile, the Nuggets are just resting, waiting for the NBA Finals. Saw a note on, let's see here, we were nerding out on what the ESPN stats and info stuff. Saw this note on Jason Tatum and the Celtics. Boston is facing elimination tonight. They are just 10 and 11 at home in the last two post-seasons. Their 11 losses at home are the most over a 2 postseason span by any team in NBA history. But that?
1: Yeah, n- not, not very good.
0: <laughs> Big story number two.
1: Number two.
0: Ah, uh, you all know it's number one in my house, uh, in my heart. Oklahoma open super regional play tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock against the Clemson Tigers. What do we know, Coach Gasso, about the Clemson Tigers? What's kind of caught your eye on them, and specifically Valerie Cagle? Kegel.
3: Kegel is the name everybody knows, and she is that. She is legit. She is a big-time two-way player, pitcher, hitter. Uh, they've got speed. They've got a good balance of speed, power. Um, they're very athletic. They've got a very, very good pitching staff, much like ours. They have different looks they can bring at you any time. They have a very good fielding average. This is going to be a battle of two teams that look very similar. We might have a little more power. They might have a little more speed. It's just, you know, here and there we could look different than each other, but very, very similar.
0: And you've won 46 straight games the next win ties the all-time mark in college softball history. Coach, your no, thoughts?
3: 100%. I, I'm not somebody that even knows unless you all are saying it. I don't count the wins. I don't look back in the record books. What does this do for us? What does it give us? It gives us a, maybe a bragging right. Our players don't talk about it. I don't talk about it. We don't think about it. We just want to get to the World Series. That's it, however that looks. Uh, So it it doesn't give us anything. It doesn't give us a trophy. I mean, trophies stay here forever. Titles stay here forever. Um, Records are meant to be broken. Nobody thought that Stacey Newman's record would break, and then Chamberlain broke it, then Aloe broke it. I mean, these records are all going to be broken, and nobody's going to care anymore. So (laughs) I don't get caught up in that, nor does the team. So it's just focusing on what we want, what our goal has been from the beginning, and that is getting to be in that final eight.
0: I've got, I've got some stuff for you after the bottom of the hour, Josh, on this. All right, we're going to do baseball for the next ten minutes, get to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Oh. Sorry, OU Baseball taking on Texas Tech today. But, man, I've got some numbers for you coming up after the bottom of the hour on Clemson. Hey, let's hear from Spikerman. Let's hear from Spikerman when we come back. The Sooners are living the winner's bracket life in the Big 12 baseball tournament. Tonight it's 7.30 with a 7 o'clock pregame show. It'll be OU and Texas Tech. Meanwhile, as we speak, they've moved on to the bottom of the seventh inning, Kansas State six. Texas, nothing. The Wildcats put five on the board in the top of the seventh inning. They did get a runner thrown out at home, and now they're having some problems with the communication devices between pitcher and catcher. So either that or a glove issue, one of those two. Regardless, Kansas State all over Texas right now, six-zip in the bottom of the seventh inning. Let's hear from Jonathan Spikerman next. Let's hear from Skip Johnson next as we count down to tonight's big showdown between the Sooners and the Red Raiders and big 12 baseball tournament right here on the home of Sooner fans. All right. It's seven 30 tonight ish. (laughs) Oklahoma takes on Texas tech in the big 12 baseball tournament. As we said, we've been monitoring this game that is taking place while we've been on the air, Kansas state leading Texas. They're in the bottom of the seventh inning. It's six nothing wildcats. And Josh, I, uh, I felt like we didn't give enough love to Jonathan Spikerman earlier, John Spikerman. Uh, Toby talked to him post-game after the Sooners win yesterday over Oklahoma State.
1: What's up? Toby up here in the booth. First off, congratulations. Huge win for you guys today.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Tell me about the the decision to move you back to leadoff today.
0: How would you feel about that?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, Reggie let me know uh, a couple days ago um, that it might be a possibility. And then uh, this morning he confirmed that, you know, being in the five hole the last couple months, uh, I haven't really changed my approach. You know, I've been a leadoff hitter hitting in the five hole, and so I knew uh, with the way things have been going lately, it'd be uh, it'd be good for us. And so I didn't really change nothing, just uh, the, the spot in the lineup.
1: I don't know what the final total was, but you saw somewhere in the neighborhood of 35 pitches in your six at bats today. <laughs> you kept fouling off pitches, you were in full counts, you were drawing walks. It seemed like you were really seeing it well.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and. Uh, you know, I feel like I've been seeing it well for for a few weeks now, and uh, I was just trying to do everything I can to, uh, you know, take it one pitch at a time, uh, fight pitch to pitch, and uh, you know, be a gritty guy in the box and be uh, successful today. Always fun to beat those guys, isn't yeah. it? Especially after the weekend. That was great. You know, it's a it's a tone setter for for the upcoming week, and uh, you know, that's one We're, we we got a lot of work to do. So, what is it about this building, Spike? I don't know, but uh, you know, it's a great place, and uh, we we love playing here. So. Way to go. Thanks for sticking around, man. Thanks, Toby. John Spikerman. What
0: about th- how about that stat? As many pitches as he saw in the leadoff spot? Sometimes it's a little adjustment. Sometimes it's just having a uh renewed sense of season, if that makes any sense. Right? In other words, you're not You're not who you were when that, that record was behind your name, right? That's not you anymore. You're not I – don't, I don't even know the record I'm heading into the postseason off the top of my head. You've got a whole new kind of clean slate, and I don't know if you want to give the kudos to Skip. I don't know if you want to give the, the kudos to Spike or the leadership, but regardless, Josh, this team has a knack for when it's able to wipe the slate clean and say, all right, renewed approach, let's go. Start with the Big 12 tournament. Uh, under Skip Johnson, they've really been good at, you know, seemingly putting their season kind of in perspective, right? All right, that's that's the old let's start new, let's go wipe it clean, let's go win some games.
1: Yeah, the the way they've finished the last two seasons, the regular season and then into the postseason, obviously propelled them all the way to the national championship series, where they almost uh, tracked down the game's ultimate prize and not that they're quite on that trajectory yet because it's a lot to get to right. on yeah, and yeah. then get to that point but they are playing their best baseball at the right time and the last month they they have clearly been on an uptick now all of a sudden they're 7 games over 500 you mentioned the record it's 31 and 24 and plank i you know watching the game yesterday there were a couple of statistics that they touched on with this team that dare i say if you can combine it And I I get it, no-brainer statement always with baseball if you can combine it with good pitching. But if Oklahoma can't combine what they do with some steady, identifiable arms that they can trust throughout this postseason push, Plank, they're toward the top of the nation in walks drawn. They're Mm. toward the top of the nation in sacrifice flies. So what does that tell us? Well, it tells us that they get on base, right, and they know how to manufacture – runs when they get on base so they they are toward the national leaders in bags swiped so they get on base they move over and then they get guys in so to me the question is going to be for this team do they get consistent pitching if the answer is yes I think that there's signs there that yes this team can go do similar things to what they did a year ago
0: they're fun when they get to play their kind of baseball they're fun. So I would add to it as well Josh, they can't fall behind. You know I I I don't think you can put yourself in massive deficits. Now that's captain obvious for anything, right? But to be the team that they want to be, I feel like that you know it's as you said, it's it's getting back to the chaos, right? And I think that uh I think they're going to win tonight. I think they're going to beat Texas Tech. And I think when we come back tomorrow, we're going to be talking about a team that has a day off on Friday and will be getting ready for semifinal Saturday in the Big 12 tournament. I also think if this Kansas State team happens to show up, I think that they're going to be still playing on Saturday, too. It's just this <laughs> – has there been a weirder dynamic than what's happened in the first two games of this tournament for Kansas State, Josh? They're finally playing into the eighth inning after getting beat 16-3 to yesterday, which, by the way, they did throw their top pitcher yesterday. They threw their number one guy. Now they're in the top of the eighth inning with a 6 nothing lead over Texas. Make that make sense for me, Josh Helmer.
1: Oh, it's baseball. <laughs> I mean, th- this is the best encapsulation of the game of baseball is Kansas State the past two days. Throw your ace. He gets absolutely shelled. Got rocked out there. Couldn't do anything right. And they they wind up losing sixteen to three. Turn around the next day, play the best team on paper in the Big Twelve Conference, the top seeded team in this tournament, and they're about to potentially shut them out and maybe win going away.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, quick break. It is uh, eleven thirty three. Best of the text line brought to you by Knippel Myers Chevrolet and some wild numbers involving Clemson. I, I got a note from my man Gary Bonner. He runs the uh, Facebook page for uh, the the One of the many fan pages out there. But he had some wild numbers. I mean, wild numbers as far as it pertains to Clemson. I want to share him next coming up right here on the Home of Sooner Fans live from Cavens Group. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. We are the Ref Sports Radio Network. We're at Cavens Group. 13 years in business in Norman, serving all of Oklahoma. Call them today, 405-573-3048. They're in the emergency remediation business. First call once the fire truck arrives, when the pipes break, when the building floods. First call when you see mold to growth. Emergency service 24-7, 365, plus roofing repairs, replacement, and free inspections, 405 573 3048. Good question from Jim in Arlington. Who writes, "Speaking of team softball records, which records is Patty close to? She has to be getting up there and wins." Now, I I don't really know. She has the best winning percentage of any of the coaches, and it's not even really too terribly close. In the top Let's see here. I'm down to 15, 17. She's got the best winning percentage of any of the coaches in the top, you know, 30 to down, down 40, top 50 of wins. I mean, her, the only coach that's even close with over 1,000 wins to her winning percentage is some guy named John Sheeta. And he's 39th in total wins. But coach's winning percentage is, uh, in fact, and it's and it's even better than the 802. In the all-time wins list, Patty Gasso is fifth overall. She has the most wins of any active coach. And uh, let's see here. Chasing Hutch, Carol Hutchins, who coached in Michigan for approximately 264 years. She is... 258 wins behind Hutch so by my math and Patrick you can fact check me I've got Coach Gasso at 1,449 career wins she's three wins away from the fourth most all time she is eight wins away from third all time so in other words, Josh, she's she's climbing up that chart, but 258 wins. You're looking at, by my math, five years averaging, five and a half years averaging 50 or more wins. Definitely breakable. Coach has a birthday this weekend. But definitely within reach, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Depending uh, on how long she wants to coach.
1: No doubt. The, the way that Oklahoma's going and the way that they're winning, that is, that's, yeah, right there within uh, within shouting distance.
0: From this, what, what area, why can I not read today, Josh? Why is reading a problem with me? For the six one four, Oklahoma fans can pick a team to root for in every super regional that has an OU connection on the coaching staff except Washington, Louisiana. However, if anyone wants the OU connection, Enrique Vasquez's daughter is on Louisiana Lafayette. That is the Spanish play by play voice for Oklahoma Sooners softball. Yes, his daughter is a cage Cajon. I thought we had a tie at Washington. Do we not? Maybe we don't. I thought we did. We used to have a tie at Louisiana Lafayette. Well, no, Louisiana Monroe is where Louisiana Monroe is where um Leah Wodak is. Let me see how well I do here. Let me see how well I do here. Clemson, you know, obviously the, the tie with John Rittman and his family. His wife played at OU. So even in your own regional, you got an OU tie. Um, Oklahoma State and Kenny G against Oregon. Florida State has Lonnie Alameda. So you could root for Florida State over Georgia. What's the t- – oh, Tennessee, you've got Lou Donahue and uh, Zeta Pooney. So you you could root for Tennessee over Texas, and Coach Z is on that Texas staff, right? She's she's a full time assistant. I think you might be onto something here, man. Northwestern Michelle Gascoigne in its regional. You might be right. I I'm gonna find one though. I'm gonna find one on Washington, Louisiana Lafayette six one four. I'm gonna find one. Uh, Chuck writes is Valerie Cagle – the best pitcher that OU will or has faced this year. She's up there. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, to me, I call me crazy, but, you know, they, what you faced in Kelly Maxwell is still one of the best pitchers I've seen so far this year, right? Um, Reagan Krause ended up having a really good season for Stanford. She was pretty good, but they they knocked her out of the game and, Literally the first half inning. Dari Orm always seemed to throw her best against us. But I would have to say if she's not the best, she's in that conversation. That is that kind of fair? Because I still – guys, I think really highly of Kelly Maxwell. I think Kelly Maxwell, uh, when she's on – and I don't know what's going on there and it looked like she got some things right this weekend – but to me, that's the that's the best pitcher that they faced. So, you know, maybe Cagle's like, you know, watch this, and she comes out and throws a couple of gyms this weekend. I don't know. But uh, Kegel, like I said, I've only seen her throw on TV. To me, I think that it's still Kelly Maxwell is the best pitcher that I've seen. I mean, I, I hear so much about Auburn's aces. I mean, we didn't really get to see hardly any of them when they came to town, right? And they – the Sooners seemed to light up Auburn's pitching whenever they played. Sandercock was really good, right? Sandercock was really good whenever she pitched against Oklahoma. And I know, laugh away. I'm telling you what, the Weber State ho-sisters were a little bit more concerning to me than Sandercock, but that's just me. I don't know, Josh. I, you watch a lot of softball. Would you would you put – and like I said, I, I'll ask D.J. Sanchez what she thinks. I still think Maxwell's the best pitcher they faced. She just wasn't on that weekend.
1: Yeah, probably her or Faramo, right?
0: Yeah, and by the way, both of the pitchers that we talk about being the best at Oklahoma has faced got absolutely rocked.
1: Yeah, they I know. Faced the, 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 the bottom line is this. They're going to see a really good one. We, we know that. Whether, right. whether she's the best or we want to argue that. There's a couple others that we would put in front of her. She's really, really good, and it'll be, it should be on paper a big challenge. Um, 405.
0: Can Coach Gasso redshirt Kirsten Deal or has she played too many innings? My understanding is of the softball rule is once you play, you burn your redshirt. There is no innings rule in softball. Once you step on the field and you play in a game, you're officially, you've burned your redshirt. That's why. Uh, you didn't see Q Lilio last year. You didn't see and you haven't seen S.J. Guerin yet this year. There's not a, a rule. In, and I don't think there is in baseball, Gainesy. if you're listening, you can correct me, but I don't think there is in baseball either. Once you step on the field, your redshirt is burned. Now, someone like Hannah Cor, uh, who got hurt before her season really got going, she'd be a great candidate for a medical redshirt to where you played a couple of games and it's like, oh, this isn't working. Uh, Frisco Sooner writes, man, I agree with Ross, the caller, 1,000%. I think we all get into a rut of just thinking this national championship is a foregone conclusion. I would just like to add to his words by saying, I don't care who you are or or how good you are, it's damn hard to win an Addy. And if you don't believe that, then you are taking away from how hard these women have worked to try and achieve the ultimate goal preach if we had if i had a fancy sound effect like toby does i'd play it right there bravo my man bravo (laughs) by the way here this is good um best pitcher we've faced is in practice
1: (laughs) well yeah that might be true on three occasions um it's good question
0: off the 9-1 ponder this before we get to these stats that i have during the break um, Plank, Josh, is the popularity of college basketball waning? I'm sure you remember when the OU-OSU series came to Tulsa and it was a must-attend event. It doesn't seem like there's that passion anymore. Well, I mean, uh, part of it is they don't play the game up in Tulsa, right, Any with any regularity. Because it used to be, what, the Friday night game was in Tulsa and then, he play in Oklahoma City. So now that they've kind of moved it to on campus, that takes a little bit away from it. I, I go back and forth on that because there's moments, Josh, where I feel like the popularity of college baseball is as high as it's ever been, you know, with the television coverage of it. I mean, we just went to the World Series last year, so that amps it up just a bit. And then there's other times where you're like, yeah, there's like four people at this game right now. You know, I I don't know. It's a, I think it's a really good question. I don't know what the TV numbers say. I know I, fo- I followed it. I used to, before I got put on softball, I would fill in on the baseball games that Toby couldn't do in uh, 12, 13, 14, and 15. And, I, I mean, I loved it. I would love going to all the different uh, stadiums and all the different schools. It's great. But I don't think, like, for instance, there's some that, like to say well with the rise of softball then baseball is hurting why don't you tell me what you want to watch why can't they both be on an upward trend i know this seems to be that time of year where people really take that added interest in both so i don't know it's a fair question to ask right
1: yeah i I would say it's
0: growing for ou
1: well and i think the the move to the sec it's ironic that this question gets asked with the bedlam series in mind but and you're losing that but the 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 jump to the SEC I think it's going to totally if if it's been stagnant in pieces and parts it's going to totally reinvigorate things I think for the Oklahoma baseball fandom around here because you can't help but get excited about something that everybody else is right. excited and invested in
0: yep. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, that's a good point, Sean. We, I was bringing up Kenny Gajewski at Oklahoma State, and let's not forget, both Sam Martyr and Missy Lombardi are at Oregon. So there, there's double the ties there in Stillwater. Did I not mention that? I thought I mentioned that. Uh, yes, yeah, Sooner Gundy, there's always hidden movie phone references throughout this year's very radio program.
1: Why don't you just tell me which movie you'd like to see?
0: Because between Josh and I, I think we both can say it's our favorite episode of Seinfeld
1: yeah it's it's up there I'm a big Murph Griffin show guy, <laughs> <The> Murph- but
0: <laughs> whenever Jerry walks in, he's like hey <laughs>
1: it's so great
0: <laughs> that's pretty good too here's a hey, couple of other or, or when Kramer
1: ahead. tells him he says hey not on my set buddy not on my set.
0: <laughs> uh let's see here as long as the team knows how hard it is fans can talk all we want yeah that's fair Oh, it's good. True sooner writes prayers up for Paige Lowry. Seems like she's doing good. Yeah, Paige has had a a, a pretty rough week. Uh, what am I saying? A pretty rough year, and it seems like she's starting to get things right. So I, I'm really happy for her. I, I love me some Paige Lowry. I really, really, truly do. And I'm happy to see that she's uh, she's getting into a a good spot. Uh, this is uh, from Sooner Steven real quick before we break. who writes, looking towards the Super Regional, would it be better to play a barn burner with Clemson and Kegel to drive a pitch count up or just play your game and whatever happens, happens? Essentially asking what the pitchers like behind Kegel. Well, there's – I had my stats pulled up here a little bit earlier. i see if I still do. Yeah, here we go. Uh, this will give me an idea. Valerie Cagle. Of the, let's see, where's the total numbers? Of the 337 innings that have been thrown, sorry, 377 innings that have been thrown by Clemson pitchers this season, she has thrown 186 of them. So the numbers look good for a Reagan Spencer. They look good for a Millie Thompson. They look good for a Brooke McCubbin. But when all is said and done, it's, it's about Valerie Cagle for Clemson, and she's good. It's going to be a heck of a challenge. All right, I got some numbers on Clemson to put a wrap on this edition of the Plank Show. Uh, Six-zip Kansas State on top of Texas. That game is in the bottom of the ninth inning. In game one of the Big 12 tournament on a Saturday. OU, what am I saying? On a Thursday. OU and Texas Tech coming up tonight at 730, and we'll have you covered right here on The Ref. How does this happen? I just had someone reply to a tweet from July 17th of 2022. What are we doing anymore, John Martin's?
1: What uh, I mean, he's got to be like a
0: robot, probably, right? What what was the tweet? It was it was a picture of me and someone from uh, the ladies' clinic.
1: I mean, you probably don't have a lot of photos on your profile, right? I don't. So it it would be easy to click your media tab and just maybe scroll back. I guess. Maybe so.
0: Uh, Congratulations to the Kansas State Wildcats. They advance in the Big 12 tournament. Texas is done. The Wildcats will await the loser of TCU and Kansas later on this afternoon at 4 o'clock as they try to make their way through to the elimination game on Saturday. I guess that would be the semifinals on Saturday. All right, so here's my stat. Here's my stat, Josh. You ready? Clemson. Played 17 games against the teams ranked 1 through 50. Their record in those games, 9 and 8. And what's wild about it is of those nine wins, I think five of those nine wins came in February. And my man Gary added, Clemson's opponents had an average... Of a 6.46 ERA. That's pretty high. And in games against the current top 10 ranked teams, Valerie Cagle's batting average was 235. She was just eight for 34. So, yeah. Interesting numbers, man. Interesting numbers. Now, I'm not taking uh, anything for granted, but it seems as if, kind of like Oklahoma State that we talked about, when it came time to step up competition-wise, this Clemson team struggled a bit. Who you got tonight, Josh? We have time. Georgia, Florida State, Oregon, Oklahoma State. Who you taking?
1: I'm taking Oklahoma State. I'm taking Florida State. And I'm wishing you and your lovely wife a very happy anniversary, my friend. Yes,
0: 15 years might be it. Hey, we'll see you guys back at uh, tomorrow at uh, River Spirit or uh, Riverwind Casino. Steelman is here at Caven's next.